November. I don't even know what day, but we're already well into November. Welcome to the Melanated Way. Hey, live chat is popping already. Uh, I'm your host, Linda Entwee. We're going to do some basic housekeeping, and then we're going to jump right into this episode uh, 11, Written in the Stars. And I, you guys, this, this let me just tell you, 90 Day Fiance and all the franchise and all the spinoffs are literally taking over our lives. Like, the Single Life is airing season two this Friday. It comes back. Uh, they rebranded Love and Paradise to call it 90 Day Fiance Love and Paradise. And that's coming this Monday to TLC. And then we already know that Before the 90 Days is coming back next month. It's like nonstop. It's nonstop. They're going to have us to a point where we're watching something 90-day related every single day of the week. I'm convinced of that. I'm 100% convinced of that. Anyways, you guys, thanks for watching wherever you're watching. If you can hit that thumbs up, that would be super helpful to me. So whether you're on Facebook or you're on YouTube, just take one second and hit that thumbs up. Uh, I would appreciate it so very much. As well as uh, support the show at the bottom of your screen, you can see that ticker and it can tell you all the places that you can support the show. Shout out to my Patreon subscribers because without you guys, really, these shows wouldn't happen. and We wouldn't have some of these free shows uh, without you guys. So I want to name everyone, but as we grow a little bit, I can't. But I do want to shout out like the Dashas and Raydellas and Better Days, and Crystal, and the Amandas, the Briannas, and Linda, who's been a day one uh, subscriber, and Cherry, and Lillian, and Ebony, and Beth, and Christina, all of you guys, you know who you guys are, and I really, truly appreciate you guys, and I have a special surprise for you this Friday, uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, it's an exclusive, and you're not going to want to miss it. So we will uh, be talking about that in addition to news and gossip. So Friday's going to be definitely a busy day. Okay, written in the stars, y'all. Written in the stars. I just want to say that this astrologer, I wasn't a super fan of him, but he's the real MVP of this entire season. This this episode was definitely mostly about Samit and Jenny and Khalid the astrologer was the MVP. And when I say MVP, NVP. So astrologer's coming over and, you know, we've met him before. He's told Jenny and Submit before in the past that they should wait on getting married and the family's really never going to support her and all the things, right? So he's coming over and Submit has to tell Jenny, like, you know, you should serve some snacks and maybe some tea and all of this stuff. And I thought right away, like, doesn't Jenny have basic etiquette? Anytime anyone comes over to your house, of course, you're going to welcome them and you're going to offer them something to drink and something to eat. And I thought it was interesting that he had to tell her that, like, Jenny, you're a grown ass woman. I, I want to talk to Jenny so badly, you guys, because I just have questions. Like, she's what, in her 60s? And I feel like there are some basic things that are missing in her life. And she has grown ass kids that she raised. And I'm just curious. I'm curious how she has lived her life. Like, why does a 30 year old have to tell you like basic etiquette? It's weird, right? So anyways, he's coming over and um, the parents love him. They followed him for like 30 years. They find his predictions to be accurate. And uh, they basically will do whatever he says because they followed him for so long. So they're all sitting in the back. Jenny came over all like, I don't know, you guys. It was like a little bit like she was all decrepit. Like she didn't know what she was doing. She had this platter of tea and she's walking out. It was crazy. I was like, Jenny, what's going on here? But she brings the, the platter of tea over and she serves him. And it was very like uncomfortable because it was like she didn't know what she was doing. Uh, and then she sits down. He, he they do like the greetings. 
she tells him that she's a little sick and he's like, oh, being a little sick in India is okay. Uh, you've got to get acclimatized emotionally, physically, and mentally. So, you know, that shouldn't be anything for you. I thought that was an interesting statement in itself. Right? Susan's like, what has she done for 64 years? Those are facts. I'm curious. That is a question, Susan, that I would like to ask her. And Dasha says, please interview her. I don't know if she'll come on my show, you guys, because, uh, you know, this is a spoiler alert. So spoiler alert, if you don't want to be spoiled, then cover your ears. But I covered this in News and Gossip. And when I covered it, the receipts went viral. And I haven't spoken about it since because I want you guys to see it play out. But Jenny and Samit are already married. And this episode was just step one to you guys seeing that they're going to get married. And I believe that they're going to get married by the end of this season, even though they're already married. So that's my prediction. And though I have the receipts for it. Like she, she's been living in India for some time. Uh, she's got a job there. And, and if I date back to like how she's working there and all the things and, and, you know, before getting visas extended and all the things, all the things, it's because she's, her and Samit are already married, but they're playing it out. That's why all of a sudden the family is on board. That's why all of a sudden, and we'll talk about this, the mom is like on board. This episode was the setup episode for us to see that they're going to actually get married, even though they're already married. So that's, that's what is happening right now. So they're sitting there with, uh, the MVP, Khalid, the astrologer. That's the person that I want to interview. Let's have the astrologer talk about Corey and Evelyn. Let's talk about um, Scallywoop. What's his name? Steven and Alina. Like he should just be the astrologer to all 90 days and he can just tell it like it is because some of these couples need to really, you know, I don't want to say get bitch slapped, but because that's what happened today or yesterday that's what happened on this episode so um <laughs> steven with a v so uh submit tells him you know hey i thought we could live together and help establish a connection and the parents thought that it would be able to teach jenny to cook and to clean and to really just be a grown-ass adult uh and they wanted to talk about how you know Indian women work in India and how they take care of their men. And Jenny doesn't know any of it, according to Samit's mom. And so that's why she thought she would be there. So she had a whole plan and that's why she wanted to live with them because she wanted to whip Jenny into shape. And the astrologer's like, you don't have to teach them anything. That is not your position. And you should take care of your husband. You shouldn't be interfering in, in someone else's house. All you need to do is eat, drink, have some fun, nothing else. Jenny will learn on her own time. If she wants to learn how to take care of her man, she's going to learn how to take care of her man. And Jenny agrees. Jenny's like, yeah, you know, I need to try a little harder because as we know, Jenny doesn't want to wake up early. Jenny doesn't want to clean her house. Jenny doesn't want to do anything. She's and I get it, you guys. Like she's a grown up, she's like 64, like we just talked about earlier. She's retired. So she's chilling back. So she doesn't feel like she has to do the day-to-day -day stuff. Eh, the dishes pile up in the sink, no problem. I don't sweep the floor, no problem. There's rings on my table from not using a coaster, no problem. You know, if I don't wash my hair every day, no problem. I get a little diarrhea and I want to sleep in to the next day till 12 or 1, no problem. I've lived my full-on life. Now I'm just chilling. The difference is, <laughs> the difference is, is that Samit is 30-something and, you know, he's got a lot of shit to do. So are you both going to live your lives like retirees? It's possible. So the astrologer is like hardcore saying, you don't have to teach them anything. It's not your position. Your position is to take care of your husband and be in your own marriage and live your own life. You come here, you should eat, drink, be merry and stop meddling. And um, he's like to camera, he's like, Samit's mom had this whole 
illusion in her mind that she was going to teach Jenny something. And he's like, it's a useless exercise because in her mind, she's pre-lived all these things. And those are just dreams. Jenny's 64 years old. She ain't going to, you ain't teaching her nothing. You went to your what? Maybe 15 years younger than her. You're not going to teach her anything that she doesn't want to learn. And clearly Jenny doesn't want to learn. So this is a misguided trip. This is a misguided move. It's all going to be a mess, which I completely agreed with. You guys, I wasn't prepared for him to come out with guns a slinging. Like he had words to say and he said them. He was like, I came here not to play. I came here to preach facts and to call it what it is. The mom's like, well, marriage means you have a good life. You have kids and, you know, you live your best life. And the astrologer like, but it's not yours, right? You're not the one that's getting married. So you have nothing to do with this. His fate is written in the stars and it's not your problem. And if you meddle in their relationship, they're going to view you as the enemy. And then you guys, he says, what kind of mother are you? Are you a selfish mother? Because seems like it to me, let him go, let him live his life. He's a grown ass man, but you are making this about yourself and you're being selfish about it. You guys all mic drop that's it mic drop this fool came out guns a blaze. yes dasha pop pop guns a blazing he said things that listen how how many years have we been watching jenny and submit this whole situation about the parents not accepting them and the parents this and leaving the family yeah all the drama could have been avoided if this fool came and said hey listen this is what's happening. It's written in the stars. You're being selfish. You're being a bitch. Call it a day. You're not going to change anything. We could have saved all ourselves the aggravation. All of it. All the same aggravation. The same, oh, will he marry me? Will he not marry me? Will he marry me? Will he not marry me? Ah! All the stuff. Years of, of aggravation. If we had this conversation earlier. <laughs> so... When he said, are you a selfish mother? And it seems like it. I was like, oh. and when he said to cut the strings, cut the umbilical cord, let him go. I was like, yeah, let him go. Because he's like in his thirties. He's not working. He hasn't worked in what? 10 years since the call center, you guys, since he was catfishing Jenny in the beginning, this fool hasn't worked since then. So what are y'all living off of? Oh, Jenny's pension. Okay. Cut the cords. Cause between him wanting his mom to cook and clean for him and Jenny to be his, you know, sexual partner, he he was living his best life. He was he thought he was about to live his best life, but this episode showed that, oh, go ahead and and live your life, but you you know what? You're gonna have to live your life, and we're gonna talk about that as well. Hey Amanda, hey girl, hey. Yes, Maria. Maria says the astrologer came to play no games. Back. So in the midst of all this, Jenny has no idea what's being said. She's just like reading body language. She's seeing that the mom is crying and that everyone's being quiet. And um, it was like she knew something was up, but she didn't know what was up. Now, I told you guys this before. There is no way that if I didn't know the language, someone's not translating for me. Like, you're going to need to translate step by step by step what's being said. And you know how Submit, when he translates, he kind of like just gives like an overview. That's not working for me either. But Jenny's okay with it. Jenny just sits there and it's like, do, 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 do. I know something's happening. I don't know what's happening, but probably can't be good because they hate me. But whatever. I'm just going to sit here. She doesn't ask any questions. What did that? What did he just say? What does that mean? Someone explained it to me. She's like, oh, do, 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 do. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous in my, in my opinion. So, Smith's mom gets whipped into shape. And that was the episode. That was like the episode. That was, I, I came for that. I came for that. So then um, later on, Jenny's like in the bedroom, sitting on the bed. Summit was outside with the parents still. He, she's wondering, oh, where were you? Where have you been? Well, Jenny, 
it's not like you guys live in some crazy mansion. You're in the, the bedroom. If you go outside, you, you'd find your husband or your, you know, you'd find cement. And he's like, oh, I was just outside. And then the dad comes in. His mom wants to speak to Jenny alone. They haven't been alone since 2014, Jenny says, since the last time she left India, which I thought was interesting. Um, so we find out. Oh, Lori, welcome. Oh, thanks, Lori. Catching my first live. Your reviews are great. You nail it, Linda. Oh, that's so sweet. Welcome, Lori. Everyone say hi to Lori. So she's a little apprehensive, right? She's a little apprehensive because she doesn't know what's going to happen between the parents and her going outside, but she goes and Samit is worried. He's like, you know, I hope that there's no emotional drama and they fight or they cry, all of this stuff. And um, we find out that his parents are going to go back to their own house tomorrow. And the astrologer really made the mom understand the situation. And they're like, you're a good natured person. And, you know, whatever God has written in the stars is going to happen. And we can't stop that. So, Jenny, we love you. And we love you so much. I was like, you guys, you love her. Y'all been talking shit about her, making her jump through hoops, saying that she can't do anything, whether she can or she can't, because you guys, you know, Jenny, Jenny's a little funny style, but you know, she's, she's older. And so she's trying to live her best retired life. However, for them to say, you know, we love you so much. I was like, oh, see, that's another thing and proof you guys that these two are already married. And this was all hype for the show. I'm, I'm convinced on that because you can't go from hating, hating, hating someone. Then the astrologer says, hey, you know what? You're a shitty person. You're a selfish mom. And you need to let the stars align each other and God to do what he's going to do and fate to be fate. And then all of a sudden the next day you wake up and say, oh, I love you so much. Stop it. Stop it. Stop playing with us. Stop playing with us. Okay. If I don't like you. And someone says, oh, you're this and this and this and this. Okay, yeah, I get it. Maybe I'm being too much of this and too much of that. But it's going to take me time to actually say, hey, you know what? I kind of love you now. It doesn't happen overnight. But it happens overnight if you've already accepted it, which I think because they've been together for 10 years and they're already married. So let's create a little drama and live out. Maybe these things happened in the past. But let's let's play it up a little bit for the camera and talk shit. And then, you know, by the end of the season, they'll be married and they'll be like, oh, it makes sense now. Well, eh, does it make sense? Does it make sense? A thousand seasons of watching you guys hate her and overnight you love her, you love her so much. Okay. Mom says the reason that she loves her so much is that she can change for her son um, and... You know, all of the years, Jenny says, of the terrible things that she said about her, that she's changed and she's not worried. And then Jenny's like, you know, can we marry? And do we have your blessings? And there was this, like, awkward silence. And the mom says, like, we'll see. I can't give you our blessing. But we're not going to support you, but we're not going to stop it. So Jenny took that as, oh, we can get married. There we don't have their blessing, but they're not going to stop us from getting married. Okay, Jenny. I mean, she's like, and that's all I wanted. Now to camera, his parents really told truth. So what they got from the astrologer was you guys can't stop what the stars have in line, what God has planned. Right. But what you can do is not make you the enemy. Don't make you the reason why, they hate you and why they stay together. If you stay out of it and just love on your son and watch it from afar, in their mind, they heard the astrologer say, this relationship will fizzle out. And when the dad said, oh, you know, I want to, he's like, this relationship, we hope will fizzle out for our family, for our ancestors, for God, for the stars. I was like, oh, wow, you're doing the most. You're doing the most. So really, you don't really accept it, but you accept the fact that the astrologer said that you have to accept it. So you're accepting it because you know 
as a person, you can't change this and you haven't been able to change it for the last 10 years. So instead of fighting, fighting, fighting and aggravating yourself and the astrologer said it wasn't going to be good for the mom's health, all the things, you've decided to have a hands-off approach and you're hoping that Jenny messes it up so much or that Samit comes to his senses and says like in five or 10 years, hey, I do want to have kids and I do want to do this and leaves her. And you're okay with that, which is different from actually accepting them and giving them your blessing, which you didn't do. So I, I find that whole thing interesting because it's like, yeah, we accepted them, but we haven't really accepted them. We're hoping this whole thing fizzles out. And we just don't want to be the reason that they stay together. So um, parents still want the relationship to end. Jenny sees it in her own eyes. And Jenny says, you know what? Now we can get married whenever we want to get married. Um, and Samit's happy because now he doesn't have to lose his family. So he can have his family and he can have Jenny. And it's the holy festival. So they're going to play holy, which is the biggest festival in India. And it symbolizes peace, acceptance, forgiveness, spring. And this is their third holy that they celebrated together, which I thought was interesting, you guys, because, you know, the past two years, the pandemic, all the things. But it just shows you how long they've been together, right? And so for holy, color brings happiness into your life. And you throw colors at each other. And this is the part that I literally started cracking up, you guys. I laughed and I had to rewind it and play it over. Because Jenny says, now we can get married. And he says, no, wait, he sighs. And he's like, yeah, whenever you want. And she wants to get married right away. She's like, oh, we can get married right away. And he's like, well, not right away. Not right away. So the excuses are coming. But we need to talk to the astrologer and the astrologer can give us a date. And then Jenny's like, well, if the astrologer says that, you know, no problem, you can get married anytime, then we can just go and get married tomorrow. And he's like, oh, not tomorrow. <laughs> Y'all like died of laughter. I was like, Samit has no more excuses because his par- it's not his parents. It's not his family anymore. It's not, it's not being here Krishna, it's not visas, it's not any of the things. He can literally go and get married without their blessing. And he's like, oh no, we're not getting tomorrow or anytime soon. And then when I saw the preview for next week and he's like, oh, you know, I don't know if I want to get married because when I got divorced, I couldn't handle it. Uh, Okay, so stop it. But I think that that's still all just drama and the buildup, you guys, to them finally getting married after we've invested all of this time with them. That's what I think is happening. So even though he's like, you know, that what's the saying? Thou uh, protest too much. It's that like he's going to continue to have his excuses and he doesn't want to get married. Woo, woo, woo. And then Jenny's going to be all mad. She's like, you don't want to be with me. There's no reason I, I should be here. And I'm predicting, by the way, and I'm going to leave and I'm going to pack my bag and leave India. And then he's going to realize that that's money bags because he ain't got no job. And at the last minute, he's going to say, OK, yes, we can get married. And then we're going to see them get married. And that's how it's going to come down. And then you guys can come back to my show and tell me, yeah, you told us. So love it. Love it. What's happening with Kimberly? Um, okay. On to Ariella, Ari and Binyan. You guys, I'm super confused by their situation. Like, I And you guys can tell me in the live chat, if you're watching the replay, you guys can tell me in the replay. But I'm confused. What exactly are they fighting about? What are they fighting? What is Ari so pissed off about that she has to go to crazy town? Because that's what I feel like she's done. I feel like she's made up this whole situation in her head. They haven't explained it to us, the viewers. But we're just supposed to believe that she's so irate that her relationship is over. 
dude, you left for two and a half months. You know your your fiance. You know he's a creative. You know that he's gonna he's trying to make music. He's been in the studio. He ain't got no real job. So yeah, he's gonna make the studio at the house. That's where he has the most time. And then he's gonna have his friends over and they're gonna be in studio making music. And if anyone's ever been in studio, you know, with with studio time comes guys and girls. So where in all of that, because you've seen him move some furniture and you've seen guys all over the place. And even the photos that you showed us on the show was all guys. Where, where in that has he cheated because some girls came over? Like, I find it crazy. I don't, I still can't wrap my mind around what, so you're mad. So, okay. Geek girl says, Hey, geek girl. Hey, women coming and going according to wish. Okay. So women coming and going, means what exactly because if you're in a relationship where you trust your partner what's the big deal if there are people coming and going unless you think you've you he's cheated and he's given you reason for you to think that he's cheated but what reason like i i i don't see it you guys like i don't see it i feel like she went from zero to 100 as a reason not to go back to ethiopia it doesn't make sense to me so however she feels lost. Um, she has decided, which also doesn't make sense to me. So you feel lost and you're mad at Benny and you think the relationship might be over and you guys are on bad terms, but you've agreed to go back to Kenya, but not to Ethiopia. Okay. And if it doesn't work out, then you're already talking about custody agreements and and your mom, Janice, is talking about you have to do what's best for you and for Avi. Okay, but why Kenya? Uh, again, doesn't make sense to me. So she's having all these issues with Benny. And Janice wants to help them guide them along through their issues. So she's decided that she's going to go with her daughter and Avi to Kenya and help her handle the stress that might be coming her way um, because she wants to make sure that, you know, she does what's good for her mental health. Now, here's the thing, you guys. Moms always know, right? Moms always know. So when she said that, I was like, oh, there's so much more to this situation. I think it's more about Ari, and I, in some of the things that I thought that I don't know are for true, but these are some of the things that I thought. I don't know how long postpartum lasts, but I thought that might be an issue. We all know that Ari has had some issues in the past that she has freely discussed about um, her mental health and some of the things that she's done physically to her body during those times. So I think that her mom knows her the best, and her mom knows that maybe perhaps she doesn't handle stress well and she's made up all this stuff in her head. So her mom wants to make sure that her mental health is going to be good. And so her mom is going with her to Kenya. Um, so I thought that was really interesting, you guys, because I think that probably plays a big part to what we're seeing. I think that, you know, between stress and doubts that she has about her relationships. I think she has insecurities that she deals with. Uh, I think that she deals with anxiety, all the things that she's created a situation, in my opinion, that might be bigger than what it is. And so her mom's there to help her and her mom wants to help her because her mom doesn't want to see her mental health you know, spiral out of control. So her biggest thing that I've seen so far is that she is mad that Benny doesn't answer calls when she calls. And we've talked about this on my show before where, you know, there's a huge time difference between Africa and America. But anytime she calls, she feels like he should be answering the phone. And I kind of see both sides. Like, yeah, you're a parent to a child, so you should be available 24-7. I get that part. But the other part of me is like, well, 
he knows when you call, you're going to just cuss him out. So he's really not trying to talk to you. Right. And he even said it on this episode. He's like, you know, you start off nice and then you like freak out. And she's very Angela ish when she starts getting mad at him. And when she starts getting mad at him, she all the cuss words flying out of her mouth, like a little bit eh, 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 degrading. And I'm not a fan of that, by the way. I, I don't think that that's healthy communication, but it's that. And it's a little bit of like, I'm holding our child over you. So you shut the F up and you do this and you do that. And I'm making a unilateral decision that we're going here and we're doing this and we're doing that because you had a party at the house and you had people over and it was like, okay. Okay. Calm down. Could we probably have a conversation and communicate and can we both be listening? Cause that doesn't seem in my opinion to have happened. You went from zero to 100, assumed all these things, didn't even talk to him about it, and then made life decisions about, like, oh, we're going to go to Kenya now over something, some messages, text messages that you got and some pictures you saw on an iPad. You're making life decisions, and you're not even giving your significant other the opportunity to have a conversation with you. It seems crazy to me. Sorry. Exactly. Crystal says, on this show, they never hesitate to show receipts. It's weird that we don't get to see whatever proof she has. Those are facts. That's why I'm confused by this. And that's why I'm confused how she went from zero to 100. But making life decisions for her and her child. Over what? A couple of texts? And some pictures that we didn't see, but some pictures of people and women coming in and out of the house? What? Like, what are you saying? So do you think he cheated? Because those words should come out of your mouth. I think you cheated. And that's why I'm so mad. And have that conversation. It's weird. So she's like, we're going to go to Kenya because Benny, Benny doesn't need a visa to go to Kenya. And they both know the country. And they have good memories there. So Avi was conceived there. So they feel like, hey or not they, she feels like if they go there, they can start over. And I was like, you're starting over for like, what are you starting over? Your relationship over? You're the one that has been gone for two and a half months. Let's not forget. You were supposed to be gone for a month and now you've been gone for two and a half months. Okay. So Ari's like, I feel hopeless. She's on her way to Kenya. She's renting an apartment for three months wants to see how it's going to work out with Benny and then they can decide where they're going to live long-term after that. She says she's hurt. My question is by what though? She starts crying. She's brokenhearted. Benny's not the same person. She says that he was when she left. And I was like, but you've only been gone for two and a half months. It's not like you've been gone for a year. You've been gone for two and a half months. So what part of him is not the same? You, and and I, you guys, I'm taking it back to she knows her significant other. She met him as who he was, the dancer, the now like singer, the MMA guy, like the creative guy who like loves his kid. She met this dude. So what part? And he was dancing in clubs when you met him. You and your mom even went and saw him dance. So like what part has changed? Do you see what I, are you guys? Feeling me? Am I the only one that thinks this? I don't get it. I don't get it. Like what part has changed? And in two and a half months, he's changed so drastically. Like you don't recognize him for the last two and a half months. Let me refer back to the fact that you were only supposed to be gone for a month and you were gone for two and a half months. And people don't really change that drastically in two and a half months. Unless you have like in your mind, something that you created from whatever anxiety or insecurities or whatever is going on with you and you've created a whole story, then yeah, I can see how you don't see that he's the same person. It makes no sense to me. So, Benny's confused too. He doesn't want to lose his family, so he's agreed that to come to Kenya. And so, Janice, Ari, and Avi get to the, the house early. He's coming that same day. And this is something that I have to tell you, like, I love, I love Janice as the mom and, and as a good mom, but I didn't like something that she said in this episode. 
So Benny comes in. It was a little awkward between him and Ari, but he you could see he was super excited to see his kid. You could see that. And you could also see that Avi was very, very happy to see his dad. But Jana said when she was sitting there, oh, Avi's looking like, why is daddy here? Since daddy hasn't been around for a few months. Why would you say that, Janice? Because that is definitely not what's happening. I get the fact that you want your daughter to come back to America and to just be by you guys and be by her family. I get it. Every mom and dad is going to feel that way. However, what I don't think is a good look is to be like in front of your grandkid and his dad to say, why is daddy here? It's not a good look. It's not a good look. I thought it was a shitty thing to say. What do you mean, why is daddy here? He's here because that's the dad. That's the dad. And he wants to be by his kid. And so no one should be shaming him for being here. Your daughter is the one that took the kid away for longer than she said that she was going to be away. So what are we talking about? Why is the dad here? Janice, not a good look. I was disappointed in that comment. Um... And then I get again that Janice is there for her daughter. Ari's looking all sad and weird and, and mad. And she keeps looking at Benny and they have issues. I totally get it. I totally get it. So she's trying to make it about her. And she's like, oh, you know, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Okay, well, now the dad's here. You can go and lie down and let him kind of take on some of the responsibilities that you've had to take on. Since you were away, I get that. Go rest. Like Benny said, go lie down, rest, do your thing. And Janice is like, well, we need to help Ari out. We need to help Ari out. Okay, well, I get it. I get it. That's your daughter. That's your daughter. And you want to make sure her mental health is good. But in my opinion, Ari also has to do the work. Ari has to understand her limitations and she has to do the work for her own self-improvement. No one else can help you with that, in my opinion. So if you have anxiety, if you have stress, if you have whatever it is that's making you feel insecure about whatever's going on, and you're holding that inside you and that's coming out as anger and bitterness, then you have to work on yourself and find out what it is, what it is that's making you feel that way. And your mom can't help you with that. Benny can't change any type of way to help you with that. You have to do it from within and you have to know what your boundaries are and what your limitations are and also fix whatever it is, do the work to make it better for yourself. Absolutely, Susan, therapy. Do whatever it is that you have to do to make it better for yourself, but that's not going to come from someone else saying, hey, you know what? Oh, we have to help her. We got to walk on eggshells because she's tired and she's not feeling well and her mental health is not good. And you, nah, nah, fools, nah, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Okay. And you can't blame other people for how you're feeling. You have to deal with it yourself. And so I wasn't impressed with that either because you're now making it about Ari and not making it about the family and not making it about the issues that this family is clearly having because one of them has some big insecurities and perhaps doesn't trust her partner as much as she's going to have to trust her partner. And that's why I always say to you guys, you have to have those conversations before you start procreating and saying, I'm going to be with someone long-term. Like you have to have the money conversations. You have to have the family conversations. You have to have the religious conversations. You have to have all of the conversations so that there are no cracks in your relationship. <sighs> I haven't seen this. Amanda says, have you guys seen on Reddit, there's someone claiming to be Ari's old nanny and all the other siblings are from Janice's first marriage and the husband was awful and the kids are all awful. Haven't seen it, haven't seen the thread. That should be interesting. Christine says she's a new mom and he's not acknowledging that she's now a mother, wife, woman, and he needed influences back in the day with the taxi driver intervened. Not really clear what you're saying there, but um, I'm going to say that you're saying that Benny's not acknowledging that she's a new mom and wife and mother and that she needs more help. And that as a mom, um, 
she needs to be supported. I'm assuming that's what you're saying, Christine. And, and I'm not disagreeing with you. I think that that is absolutely important, but Christine, I also think that Ari has to be responsible for herself and the choices that she has made and the partner that she chose. So she knew who he was when she chose to have a baby with him. She knew who he was when she said yes to his proposal. So I'm just saying like it takes two to tango and it takes two to be in a strong, healthy relationship. So we can't just blame Benny. Okay. He has to step up, but she has to step up too. That's what I'm saying. So Benny's confused by this whole thing. Doesn't want to lose his family. Shows up there and um, it's the next day. Ari talks about how she felt like she was sleeping next to a stranger and that Mama Janice is going to take care of Avi while they go and hash it out. She found some translator uh, on Facebook or somewhere online. And because she doesn't want anything lost in translation, which I didn't think was an issue with them. Did you guys? All of a sudden, now you guys are having a, a communication issue because of language. Is a language barrier since when? Like, when did that happen? And Benny even felt the same way. Benny's like, oh, she's just being dramatic. Like, you're bringing a translator. Like, you don't understand what I'm saying. You've always understood what I'm saying. And I understand what you're saying. But now we have to have a third party. You're just making it extra, which I absolutely agreed with. Because the translator wasn't even translating anything that that needed to be translated. She was talking. He was listening. He responded. And then she was like, no, wait for the translator to translate. Why? He understood everything you just said. It was like, it was like a, such a, you guys, it was such a, like, it was like, it was her trying to make a power move, but at the same time, trying to degrade him. Like, oh, your English is understanding and your level of, of, of knowledge is not good enough. So let me get a translator so you can understand what I'm saying because I speak perfect English. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was just really, it was unnecessary. And I felt like it was a power move on her part and not in a good way. It not in a good way at all. I, I didn't, I didn't like it at, at all. Facts, the privilege of it all facts. Um, so, She's mad through the three of them talking. So her being the translator, she's mad that uh, he stopped calling her. He stopped texting her. He turned off the phone. People told her that he was at the club all the time with different women and that he brought shame to their family. She then goes on to say that she thinks he cheated. And he's like, I never cheated on you. What shame are you even talking about? And then she takes that as him being defensive And she says, she backtracks a bit and says, well, even if he didn't cheat, the way he behaved, I needed him to acknowledge that. And I need him to acknowledge what he's done. And I say to you guys, what has he done? What has he done that she's gone into this tizzy? Because all of a sudden she starts crying. She says, I feel sorry for you. I feel sorry for the life you're going to live here. I feel sorry for your situation. And you brought shame to her family. Fucking shut. Stop it. Just stop it. You've totally gone to crazy town, in my opinion. I don't understand what you're freaking out about. Please clarify it for me so that I don't think that you're just being crazy and going from zero to 100 for no reason. If you think he cheated, which you even said in this episode that you said whether he cheated or not, so you don't really believe he cheated, nor have you given him the opportunity because you've never asked him. So what behavior? Is it the behavior that him having people over and him telling you that he's like working on his music and working on his creative stuff? Is it that part that you're upset about? Because again, I will refer back to when you first met him and that is exactly what he was doing. I will refer back to the fact that you went to the club that he worked with at and watched him perform. So what part of him acting, like what what part does he need to claim and what part does he have to acknowledge and what part brought shame? Because you're not being very clear, in my opinion, on what exactly your issue is. Because 
You knew who you met. You knew who he was. What has he done differently that he's not always done? Amanda says, I really don't think he did anything except probably not talk to her as much as she wanted. She wanted him to just cry and wait for her, but he kept on living. Those are all facts. Those are all facts. And then Crystal says, and why does she feel sorry for him? I'm confused. Okay, you guys, this is a big point. So this is what I got from that. When she started saying, I feel sorry for you, the life you're going to have, and I feel sorry for your situation, that was a passive aggressive threat because she knows his history. She knows that his previous wife took the kid and ran and never, ever let him see his first son. And she knows by saying this, and I feel sorry for you, that she's thinking that she's going to do the same thing. So she says in the beginning of the episode, oh, we're going to go to Kenya. We have this, this rental for three months. If I like his behavior, cool. I'll figure it out. If not, I'm going to go back to America and we'll figure out a custody arrangement. It was an absolute power move. It was absolutely preying on his insecurities and on his, on her ability to control the situation through being the mother of his child. And I thought it was a terrible move. I thought it was a terrible move. And so she's crying because she knows what she's saying to him is super fucked up and that no one should use their child as a tool and as, as what's the word I'm looking for? As a pawn in a relationship that is not healthy. The child should not be the one to suffer. The child should not be the pawn where you're like, oh, you know what? I don't like what you're doing. I don't like the fact that you had all these people over and you were working on your music and you were partying. So guess what? If you don't move to where I say I, I we should move and if you don't do what I want you to do and if you don't pick up the phone when I call and if you don't text back when I call and you don't do everything that I'm going to do, I guess what? I'm going to go ahead and take your kid away from you. It's a shit move. It's a shit move. And that's why she was crying because she knew in her mind what she was thinking and what she was doing is a shitty thing to do to any other person, period, period. I refer back to, you knew who you were hooking up with when you hooked up with them. You decided to have a child with them. It is not okay to use your child as a pawn when you don't like what your partner is doing. It's just not okay. This is not okay. And then to be crying and bringing all the tears and the, all the oh, 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 so that you're the victim in it all, when you're the one that's doing, see, don't, mm. listen, you guys, it was very clear as day what she was doing, okay? All, all power moves, all manipulation, because she wants it to be the way she wants it to be. And if Benny doesn't go along with that, guess what? Their child is going to be the pawn in the relationship for Benny to get in line with what Ari wants him to do. And again, that is not a healthy situation to be in. And you can clearly see the love that Benny and Avi have for each other. You can see it. Moving on to Kenny and Armando and Truffles dressed up for the wedding that is up and coming. Uh, they're getting married in three days. Madison and Cooper, which is his daughter and his grandson are coming early, arriving early. And we all still didn't know at that time about Armando's dad. Uh, Armando was texting him saying, I love you. I want, I want you to be there for me because I would be there for you. And he wasn't really getting a response. The dad was just like, you know what? I love you too. Um, so Kenny's sad because he hasn't seen his family in a year and a half. And Cooper, he helped raise Cooper because Madison's a single mom. And so he's hoping that they still have that same connection. And he brought sunflowers to the airport. And fun fact, sunflowers are my favorite flowers. So I was really happy about seeing the sunflowers. And Cooper runs right up to him, embraces him. They hug, they kiss. And it was such a sweet little moment because, you know, kids are so pure and like, he was just so excited to see, you know, Grandpa Kenny. And 
they have this little like, oh, you look different. He's like, oh, how do I look different? And all of that stuff. But you could just see that they were all so happy to see each other. Uh, they get to the house and it's the first time that Armando and Hannah are meeting Cooper in real life. And so that was a sweet little reunion. And there's some fear there, right? So Armando's worried that seeing, Armando's worried that Kenny seeing his family is going to trigger him feeling homesick and then him wanting to go back or him wanting to not live in, in Mexico or thinking that he made a mistake. And then on Kenny's part, Kenny realizes that, you know, this is all emotional and he's been missing his own family for a long time. It's been difficult the last few months, especially have been hard. And, you know, the underlying piece he says there is that, uh, Armando's family, even though they're nice to him and they're cordial, they wish that it wasn't him. They wish that their son was not with a man. And so even though they're, they've embraced him as a nice person, they haven't embraced them as a family. So he's like, it's sad because they don't fully accept us. And he knows that if he was in Florida, they he would have a full-on family that accepts them 100%. So he's worried that once his family leaves that he's going to be more homesick as well. And that kind of makes sense, right? All of it makes sense. Like you want to be supported and you want to feel loved wherever you are. Uh, we find out that everyone else is arriving today. So both on Armando's side and on Kenny's side for the wedding, we find out that Armando's parents are actually going to be staying in the condo below, but we still don't know if the dad's going to arrive. So he did, get a hint that the mom was packing up stuff for the dad. So that was our first hint that maybe the dad is not 100% committed to not coming to the wedding. And so Kenny's like, well, you should call. You should call and see what they're doing on the road and see who's talking and, and what's happening there and find out, you know, if your dad's actually coming. So he calls and they're on the road. They're halfway there. And the mom says, yeah, it's me. It's your sister, Deborah. It's your cousin and your dad. And he's like, your dad's coming and you guys, I cried a tear. I was like, so, I just was so moved by that, you know, because it is great news and we know how important this was to Armando and Armando starts crying. He's so happy that his dad, who he hasn't been that close with over the years, but has been trying to build a relationship to be closer, that this is like a breakthrough moment for them. And I thought it was a beautiful moment to know that, hey, the man that you wanted, the man that you wanted to be there the most has come around and he's going to be there for you on, you know, the one of the biggest days of your life. And I thought that that was a beautiful, beautiful thing. And, and you know, just have your family there for the support of it all. And the dad being out of his comfort zone, the dad realizing like, you know, whatever his beliefs are, that his son is a son and that, you know, you ought to support your, your, your kid. I just thought it was beautiful. And last and certainly least in my books. And again, my disclaimer, if you've ever watched my show is I'm not a fan of Evelyn and I will not ever be a fan of her until she apologizes because she's an online bully. She bullied me and my other co-hosts specifically. I've had bad experiences with her. And so until she apologizes, I, I just, I can't get with her. And every time I see her and the mean things she says and does, it's like, it's, it's on course with her personality. And she wants to like change the narrative, but I've only ever seen you be a bully to your fiance, now husband and other women. And I feel like you're not a woman that supports other women. So that is my disclaimer. Um, oh, I didn't. You're right. I do have Alina and Steven. They're, they're not going to take very long either to do either because nothing really happened with them, but I will get to them as well. So Corey and Evelyn, it's been two months since he was allowed back in the house. Corey's been groveling ever since, you know, he's reproposing to Evelyn. He's made a sign and he's going to do like this beach reproposal. And in the two months, we find out from Evelyn that he's been very romantic. He's been buying flowers and breakfast, giving her massages every night, paying all the bills. He didn't say that, but I'm throwing that in because those are facts. And so she's happy because guess what? She's getting everything that she wants because it's about her. 
he's showing and making effort and appreciating her more than he ever has. Then there's a, this cheesy moment where, you know, he says, you know, if you look for the in the dictionary for beautiful, your name's there because that is what you are. I want you to look over at the ocean. Keep looking at the ocean. He, She's like, oh, you're acting weird. And like, why are you acting weird? Then the boat, he calls, the boat comes. He's got a sign, will you marry me again? She can't really read it because it's too far for her. But she does see her name because she's a narcissist. And of course, she's going to see her name. So she knows it's something about herself. So she's like, oh, I can't really see it, but I can see my name. And then it says, you know, will you marry me again? He has flowers, gets on one knee. Uh, All of it to me, I'm sorry, you guys, if I sound like a pessimist, but unnecessary because you guys have been married forever. You guys lied about how long you've been married. And you finally came out this season and said that you were married, even though we all knew as journalists that you've been married. And now you're reproposing because Evelyn wants to have a $50,000 wedding. And so like you're setting it up so that you guys can go get married again. And no one cares. You're already married. So like you should be on happily ever after if you guys are indeed happily ever after. Okay. So she does say that Corey's finally making her feel special because of all the gestures. And I actually did say, you know, her love language is things. So gifts, that's her love language. So if Corey can just get that down, then he's going to be fine. And we don't have to see him continue to grovel all the time. Just buy her shit. That's, that's her love language. I'm telling you right now gestures and gifts is Evelyn's love language. If you don't want to be in trouble with her anymore, Corey, go ahead and just keep buying her shit and she will be happy because that's who she is. She has no other love language. She wants pay her bills, buy her shit, anything she wants, just keep buying it for her. Buy her the signs, pay her rent, give her the $50,000 wedding, go ahead and buy the car, buy the bar, buy the condo, all the things, and guess what? You'll never do wrong. That's the end of them. Steven and Alina. Oh, and the other thing, you guys, and I know that we saw it a lot. I think that um, someone mentioned it. I can't remember who. Someone mentioned it like this was the cat episode. There were cats everywhere. There were cats with Steven and Alina. There were cats with um, Kenny and Armando. There was just cats everywhere. There were Jenny and Smith had some cats running. Like, don't come for me, okay? I love animals in general. I love dogs specifically, okay? I am not a cat person. I'm not a cat person. That's probably why I didn't mention seeing all the cute cats. I'm not a cat person at all. I'm just not a fan of them. I think that they are devils incarnate. So that being said, (laughs) Alina says that things have been better since the proposal. However, like I said, um, What's up with the paperwork? Y'all had 90 days. You now have 30 days and you still haven't prepared the documents. And that's Steven like dragging his feet in my opinion. But she really wants, she's homesick. She wants to go to Russia. She wants to speed up this paperwork. Uh, She spends, she's lonely. So she's spending time with these cats. They're all named. And like my whole thing, you guys, is like, okay, so. I personally could not just go out and all the feral cats that are out there with my clean hands be touching and rubbing and petting these feral cats that you don't know where they, they clearly don't have homes. They're just, there's a bunch of them in the streets. You're petting them and you got Mr. Cucumber and the fat cow and all the things. And the fat cow even came and attacked like cats do. But you're like all handsy with them. And then you're going to go home and you're going to play your cards. I don't see you wash your hands. And like, it's just, it's, it's too much for me, you guys. It's too much. It's too much for me. Okay. I'm just, 
those outside those outside cats that you don't know where they belong you don't know what what they're dragging and digging through and you're all just oh these are so cute they're my best friends and i love them and they just oh no thank you no thank you but if it works for you and it um if it works for you and like Radella said she Sorry, not sorry. She's a certified cat lady. I totally get it. Some people are cat people. I am not one of those people. And I am not one of those people that even if there was like a stray, whatchamacallit, outside, I would not be the one to just be randomly petting it. I'm just, I'm just not that person. Okay? Susan said, probably cleaner than some of the people. You are probably right. I'm just saying for me personally, you guys, we can all have differences of opinions. I'm trying to be open and honest with you guys. I'm not a cat person. So perhaps I'm not seeing it as clearly as some of you people that are cat people. I'm just saying from my perspective, it was like, ugh. but neither here nor there. Those cats made her happy and she deserves happiness. And she's also lonely and she wants to go back to Russia. And so she wants Stephen to hurry up and prepare the documents. They're back home playing cards. And she's like, are you ready to get married now? And he's like, yeah, I'm ready. But, you know, I would have preferred that if there was no time limit that we didn't have to rush it. Right. I would have preferred to have a very long proposal and gotten to know you better and all the things. Um, <laughs> you guys are hilarious in the comments. Uh, but Stephen, you realize that you don't have that time. You have 30 days to get all the paperwork done. And I remember from you guys going to the, the lawyer out there in Turkey, he said like, you need to get on that paperwork immediately. So for you saying that you have 30 days and those 30 days are going to be enough. I already can tell you, it's not going to be enough time because the lawyer told you 90 days is already cutting it tight because you have to go to the embassy and then you have to go to some other place that's not in Turkey and get that signed, and that takes time. It's all bureaucracy. So what are you going to do? Guess what? You're going to be separated. You're going to have to go back home. She's going to have to go back home, and you're going to have to do it like that. And I know that that's what's coming for sure because you're already 30 days out. Visas are going to expire. Then what? Um, but he's having some doubts because – his church is important to him and he wants to make sure that she's still willing to get baptized, even though if they get married first, that she gets baptized after. And he wants her to promise that that's what she's going to do, even though she already promised, which means that there's a fundamental trust issue in the relationship. And she even said it. She's like, I feel like you don't trust me. And she's right. He doesn't. But Alina, you shouldn't trust him either. And you know why you shouldn't trust him. So I don't know if this is even a great idea for y'all to get married. She's like 20, guys. She's got her whole life. She's going to be a different person at 30. And she's going to be tied to this fool who, like, <laughs> Oh, my God. I cannot. I cannot. So I did think it was cute that they were wearing like matching lumberjack outfits. She had the pants on. He had the shirt on. That was very cutesy. However, cutesy is not going to make a marriage, y'all. It's not. It's not. What is Amanda saying that's making everyone laugh? Um. <sighs> Oh my God, Linda, husband Amanda's in bed listening and he's cracking up. I'm just saying like, <laughs> is his laugh. Like I have his laugh down pat because it's so unique. It's a very unique laugh. But the relationship is not a laughing matter. I personally think that, you know, they should make better choices. I think, hey, you know what? If you run out of time, that's okay, Alina. Go home, go home to your mom and, you know, Go ahead and spend more time with Stephen and see if you really, really want to marry him. Because I don't know, you guys. Like, even besides all of the, I don't know, like this, like his weird little weird personality, even besides all of that, 
I've said it before and I'll say it again. He's a sexual deviant. Okay. And I cannot get past that. And I know Alina knows. And that's why she was so stuck on him cutting out of social media. And if he's like, what, 24, 25, and he's already this way, and he's already like a, I hate to see this person name, but a junior, then it's not a good look. It's not a good look. And if he doesn't ch ch want to change that about himself, which it seemed to me he was dragging his feet about his social media and then present day he has social media. So, you know, those temptations are there. Then I just don't think it's a good look at all. Um, what do you guys say? Megan says you have to apply for a marriage license at least one month before you get married in Turkey. The application also involves full medicals from both sides and proof of single life single legal status. That's all I'm saying. That 30 days is not going to be enough. And he doesn't look like he's in any type of rush. And Crystal says, the laugh. You and Nikki Starr need to do another collab. I need to see your Steven laugh and her Jenny impersonation on the same video. That's hilarious. Um, so yeah, that was the show, you guys. I think it was a great episode. I think it was the setup episode for all the things we're going to see. We're definitely going to see Jenny and Summit get married this season. I think we're going to see Steven and Lena part ways. However, they're still together present day. So spoiler alert. Um, and then it's setting up this whole beautiful wedding that I think is going to steal the entire season. We're going to see it in a very beautiful, elaborate Kenny and Armando wedding and a unification of both sides of the family. So I think that that's going to be great as well. Um, guys, tons of 90 day stuff coming up. Tons. So tomorrow we're going to be doing Family Chantel. Don't forget Friday is the new season of The Single Life, 90 Day The Single Life. And um, I will see you guys all here tomorrow. Have a great rest of the night. Bye for now. Oh, thank you guys. <laughs>